Good morning, Mountaineer Nation, and welcome back into the Bearded Ear Podcast. I hope everybody had their uh, blood pressure medicine, uh, sleep aids, whatever you needed last night. I know myself, I'm running on about five, five and a half hours of sleep, but it was definitely worth it staying up to watch that game. Saw several people called it quits early and missed, missed a wild ending to the game. We'll get into last night's game a little later on in the episode. We're going to start out today by talking about Saturday's game out in Manhattan against the Wildcats. As everybody knows, our guys were off for some time with the COVID virus, tracing, protocols, all of that stuff, and... We're finally able to get back on the courts this past weekend and take on a Kansas State team who really seems to be going through maybe an identity crisis with figuring out what kind of team they want to be. Uh, They've struggled. They've struggled all season. And Mountaineer fans knew that going into that game. I feel that that game came at a perfect time with the Extended time off that the Mountaineers had due to the COVID-19. Having a step-in game was very crucial. And it feels like that the Mountaineers, game in and game out, are forced with a must-win. You know, if looking back at the Kansas State game, if you don't take care of business in that game then you're in some trouble. So, looking back at it, uh, came out, got to a hot start, looked pretty pretty okay, really, for having the time off that they had. And then you start to see glimpses of things that we've come to notice all season, where we have the scoring droughts, we have the inability to close out, and thankfully, Kansas State is not good. So we were able to still get a win and get a big win, really. I mean, it just didn't feel like a win of that nature. But looking back, you have a 22-point victory on the road in the Big 12. And winning alone in the Big 12 on the road is can be a feat. And to win by 22, uh, I read somewhere where uh, it was the Mountaineers' biggest road victory in the Big 12, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But um, you have guys that they're still figuring it out. And even Saturday, you have the conditioning aspect of you had guys that were unable to practice due to either having the virus or being sidelined because of tracing and having to quarantine. So it doesn't seem like a lot of time off, but any amount of time off can make your body react different ways. You got you go from practices daily to okay, now I can't. I can't do anything for, you know, seven to ten days. 
And then when you come back and only have one day of practice or even that, a day and a shoot around, um, your body, your body's not going to know how to react when you go out for a game of 40 minutes. And I think the guys did well. The, the exhaustion was noticeable, but was expected. And I think Huggins had a good game plan. We got some guys in there that we haven't seen a lot of. Sinny and Jaye um, had some meaningful minutes. Had a, uh, a silly technical foul there in the middle of the game. Kind of let his emotions get the best of him. So we'll see in the future here how that affects his playing time and maybe, you know, what Huggins does to approach his Sinny's mental approach to the game. But overall, winning is the main thing. It doesn't matter if it's by a point, if it's by 100 points. uh, It still counts as a W either way. And the Mountaineers going out and taking care of business on Saturday, it it was a confidence booster, and it allows other things to still be a possibility within the conference. And then you get a day rest, I guess. I'm not sure the practice schedule. But you have a day's rest, and then you're right back at it against top 10, well, 10th-ranked Texas Tech. And I didn't really know what to expect going into this game. I I thought that potentially you could have still some more exhaustion or fatigue throughout the game. I thought that we would see some guys gassed come late in the game. But then I also knew that we would have our normal guys that take over and lead this team. You have, you know, Deuce, Culver, even Taz. And so we'll just jump right into last night's game. Um, came out looking really good. Shot the ball really well. Minus foul shots to an extent. Uh, we'll, t- we'll touch on foul shots here in a few. Um, but We looked really good, and it felt like we controlled the first half. You have McCabe that put in some efficient efficient minutes. You had guys like Taz and Culver taking care of what they need to do. And at one point, the Mountaineers were up 10 or 12 in the first half. And then you start getting close to halftime, and we hit a drought. We could not make a basket. I'm not sure what the time frame was on it, but there was an extended period of time to finish off the first half that the Mountaineers did not make a field goal. And with that, it seemed like Texas Tech started to get out and get some transition baskets. We got lazy getting back on defense and it turned from a first half that we controlled to a tie game. And it just did not feel right. Yeah, the numbers, I believe, were 
the Mountaineers shot 57% from the field and 67% from three. And to have those kind of numbers, especially as a Mountaineer fan, we've seen those numbers be worse and still be a tie game or still be in the game. And then you look at yesterday, and our numbers were pretty good, and it was only tied. It felt like the Mountaineers should have been in the lead, if not have a pretty big lead. Um, so you go into halftime, everything's tied up 39-39, and, you know, it is what it is. We we looked good. You could tell our guys were a little gassed, which – like I said, you haven't had much chance to get back in shape. So you come out of the half and it kind of goes back and forth, back and forth a little bit. And it has the feel of, man, this is, this is not trending in a good, good route. And it continued that, honestly. Uh, our guys just, we struggled to find offense. It had a couple guys in some foul trouble, um, Culver, McBride, and uh, with those guys having to take some time on the bench, we slowly started to see Texas Tech pull away, and it's funny because uh, on my Twitter page, the at sidelines underscore WVU, you start to see... We had high activity, high activity. Everybody's pumped, excited. And then he hit halftime, and it kind of calms down. Come out of the half, and there's a lot of activity. And then you start to see people drop off. You start to see, well, head in the bed uh, is good, good effort, you know. And uh, you have people that start saying, well, you, we're just, we're not good. We're bad, uh, you know. And uh, what, Huggins doesn't know what he's talking about. And, a long time ago, I used to be like that, but anymore, people need to realize that, especially this season's team, man, uh, cardiac kids, uh, someone had posted that, and I'm sure that most Mountaineer sports teams have been called that in some aspect over the past several years or forever, really, and uh but yeah, the cardiac kids live for those moments. They uh, they're not afraid of a challenge. They're not afraid to face any scenario that comes at them, and they are the kings of overcoming adversity. Uh, it seems like no matter what gets thrown at them, they figure out a way to absorb the blow and figure out a way to come overcome the situation and last night was no exception um you know at one point in the second half texas tech got up to a 12 point lead uh so you know that was a 20 some point swing compared to the first half when the mountaineers were up double digits and me as a fan was like, okay, it, it doesn't look good, but there's still a lot of time left. I think there was like 10, 10 minutes or so left in the second half. And so the guys on the floor, it's almost like it was 
man, just just hang around long enough until we can get McBride back in from having foul trouble and get get Culver back in from being in his foul trouble and you know just just stay just hang around, you know. And that's what they did. They kept it around a ten to twelve point game and you get down to six or five minutes left and McBride comes back in and he had just he had the look in his eye and on my Twitter page I had compared him to Deshaun Butler uh, a little earlier in the game and he did not disappoint in that aspect. He came out with that killer mentality of listen, give me the ball, I'm going to put it in the hoop and. A lot of them, you know, people would say, well, that was a forced shot or whatever. But guys know when they're feeling it out there. And McBride had that feel last night. So he starts, you know, we chipping away, chipping away at the lead. And comes down to it, 15 seconds left. Brought it to a one-point game. Get the ball back on a side inbounds. Everybody in the building, everybody watching at home, uh, listening on apps, radio, wherever, everybody knew who the ball was going to in this instance. Everybody knew that this ball was going to Deuce and he was getting this last shot. So they get it to him in the backcourt and he gets a contested layup. Kisses it off the glass. Money. Takes a one-point lead. And thank goodness everybody got back on defense because there was about four or five seconds left. And uh, Mac McClung, shout out to him. Uh, Heck of a game. 30 points, I'm pretty sure, is what he had. And dude is a spark plug. Uh, We have our own spark spark plug with Deuce McBride, but Mac McClung... Once he sees one go in, they all start going in. And, uh, you know, shout out to the defensive coverage on him on that last possession down there. He got a kind of got a contested fadeaway baseline jumper. Had a good chance at knocking it down, too. But thank goodness, you know, it, it, it rimmed out. And then the celebration ensued. And uh, it, the scene was pretty, pretty great. Would love to have heard and seen the coliseum if if we could have had fans in a normal situation uh there was a dog pile in the corner of the court uh everybody was very pumped for deuce and the team uh and you know that's a that's a that's a huge win moving forward that's a win against a top 10 opponent which here in the near future apparently that's going to be every game we play from here on out it seems um so you know there's there's no nights off in the Big 12. Uh, Mountaineers won that one last night, 88-87. And I know it's not for the faint of heart, but get prepared for several more games like that. I uh, got a real feeling that win or lose in these games coming up, I feel the Mountaineers are going to be in all of them. Uh, they're going to be right around at the end with a shot to win. Uh, I don't think... Any, I don't think any game from here on out is going to be a blowout in either direction. I think that the Big 12 minus Kansas State is 
pretty pretty stacked really from top to bottom with the exception of Kansas State maybe Iowa State could be down a little bit but still you play them at Iowa State uh, Hilton Coliseum and uh, anything can happen out there so looking ahead you got Florida on Saturday two o'clock uh, they've had some issues with COVID down there, I believe. They're setting at eight and four, but it's in Morgantown, so that is definitely a good thing. We'll have limited number of fans in the Coliseum, I believe. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Florida's a good ball club; they've got some good wins, but I think we're a good ball club. I think we. We have some quality wins, our losses. There's no such thing as a quality loss, but our losses are not terrible. They have all been games where even if we shouldn't have won, we had a chance to win. And, you know, it. it we'll see what happens. Um, the main goal is to get everything ready for coming into March Madness. And, you know, obviously you want to win as many games, try to win the conference. But right now, it doesn't even appear that it's for sure that a conference tournament will happen. So you're going after, you know, the regular season championship title, and then you're going to have a March Madness run. So realistically, you know, you you want to win some of these games, But this kind of competition is a great setup for coming into tournament time. Um, Going back to last night's game, you had Culver 10-9, just missed out on a double-double by a rebound. Uh, And then Deuce, 24 points, 7 boards, 6 assists, uh, just filled the stat column. Filled the filled the book, and that's what we've come to expect from Deuce. And not that he needs the extra pressure on him, but I don't think it bothers him. I think he 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 realizes that he's our go-to guy. He's the he's the court general, the court leader, and he knows that basically the game runs through him and. With him doing that, uh, it makes Mountaineers pretty dangerous. We had six guys total in double figures last night. Uh, all five starters were in double figures. And, um, you know, the only concerning thing that I see is that when Deuce is not on the court, I think he played 30, 33 or 34 minutes last night, and he... When he's on the court, everything's good. But then the times that he has to exit the floor due to either needing a breather or foul trouble, it seems to be when the Mountaineers struggle to find that floor leader out there to basically be in control of everything. So, you know, obviously I know Deuce can't play 40 minutes a night even with no foul trouble. Uh, guy needs a break. And we have to find a way to not give up huge runs whenever he's not on the court. We have to be able to, if we have a lead, we have to be able to keep a lead if he's not on the floor. And same thing if it, if it's a tight game, if it's back and forth game. We can't 
make it where he's he comes back in the game and now we're magically down 15 and he has to battle us back. So, you know, I think Huggins will get that figured out and it's not necessarily on him either. It's going to take a another player or two stepping up and deciding, hey, I want to, I, I got to be that guy for this team, you know, whether it be Teddy Johnson, whether it be uh, Emmett or McCabe, uh, any of the guards really, or even even uh, Jalen, you know, Jalen's had some some great minutes here, uh, some great games, excuse me, uh, some great games that the past couple time, past couple games out, you know, ever since he's been inserted into the starting lineup, you know, he's definitely exerted himself and shown himself as a force. And even uh, Fran Fraschillo last night on the broadcast said, you know, he's an NBA guy. He's uh, He's got the potential to be a legend as far as West Virginia basketball is concerned. And he's got the potential to be a nice guy to get into the league. So we'll see. We'll see how that ends up going. But we got... Florida coming up on Saturday, and then we'll follow that up on Tuesday at Iowa State. And uh, for all us non-night owls, it is a seven o'clock tip next Tuesday on the second at Iowa State. So uh, you know, I'm thankful for that. Uh, you know, I, I'm I usually don't stay up super late, but when the Mountaineers play, it's almost a uh, Almost a half two thing. So the only downfall to next Tuesday's games looks like it's going to be on ESPN Plus. So those who do not have ESPN Plus will have to listen or find. Usually, some people uh, do like a, a live game watch on Facebook and will broadcast it on there and stuff. So there's always a way to listen or watch. Um, now, kind of transitioning over into. Uh, news and notes concerning me personally, the website, all that, Twitter, the podcast. Um, as of yesterday, collegesports.com now carries the Bearded Ear podcast along with Sluggo podcast and Four Quarters podcast. Um, I try to I try to uh, bring it up every every episode, but you know, if you're not checking in on collegesports.com the college sports network um you're really missing out there's great content put out daily weekly and the content's only getting better um graham smith the guy that's kind of running the thing here he um he's constantly in talks with uh companies uh, groups people for advertising um and we have along with college sports network we have uh the sideline sports on twitter and as i've said in previous episodes we have a ton of teams covered already but there's still a lot of teams that we can pick up and have coverage for i know me personally uh i try to live tweet every game Uh, i love the fan interaction that i get i like that um 
I like the freedom that, you know, if I have a, an opinion on something, you know, it allows me to put it out there and see how others feel. And, you know, if as a Mountaineer fan, if you are interested in maybe becoming a contributor to College Sports Network, um, if you're a fan of another school, even a smaller school, you know, the Glenvilles, the Shepherds, uh, West Virginia State, all these schools, you know, any, any school that you're passionate about, if you have interest in running a Twitter account through sidelines and repping your team, uh, get a hold of me uh, on my Twitter at sidelineswvu or um, you can message the, the Facebook page, the Bearded Ear Podcast Facebook page. Um, you know, we're looking to grow this thing to be big uh, and it's getting there. We uh, there's lots of lots of things going on. We're exploring other apps as well. Um, there's a few that we're looking at to help our coverage and help get our name out there. Um, so you know, like I said, I'm not gonna twist your arm about it, but you know, if if you're for one, if you're a Mountaineer sports fan. Be sure to follow at sidelines underscore WVU on Twitter. If you're not a Mountaineer fan, find your school on, on the sidelines accounts on Twitter. And if you can't find them, uh, get a hold of me and we can look at setting you up with an account to rep. Um, and then if you're not interested in a Twitter account, you can just... You can come on to collegesports.com and you can write articles for us. If you have, if you have articles that you know things that you like to write about, uh, we can get you set up on that. And uh, you know, it's a great, it's a great network. The guys are awesome. We have, we have private group chats on Twitter where, you know, we discuss other things and kind of, you know, talk sports constantly so if you're someone that's you know looking to always talk sports this is a great thing to get a part of um so looking ahead uh next episode uh episode four will be out sometime probably next monday or tuesday one or the other um but i look to have my first guest on with me uh i'm actually going to try it with a guy that um I work with at my job, uh, Josh Bell. He, um, great guy, huge Mountaineer fan, huge sports fan in general. And, um, he expressed some interest in coming on and talking some sports with me. So we will, we'll watch, at least get the Florida game in on Saturday and, Depending on news and stuff, it may end up being Wednesday. It'll give us two games to talk about. So we'll see what happens. Um, but like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have him on as a guest. I, I, I'm trying to make sure I have all the technical stuff down on how to do it. And that way, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have him on as a guest so we can make sure that everything is squared away on the technical part. And then after that, I'm going to try to get some bigger name guests on. I know I put on Twitter last night that ultimately I'd love to get an interview with Fran Frischilla. 
uh, big, big college basketball guy and big Mountaineer guy, really. Uh, if anybody's not following him on Twitter, which I find that hard to believe, but um, he's a Mountaineer guy. He loves the culture. He loves the state. He loves the team. He loves Huggy Bear. So, you know, um, that's why I'd love to either get him for an interview for an article on collegesports.com or if we can just get him on, maybe have him as a guest on the podcast to talk some WVU basketball. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, but now, as listeners, you know, feel free to share this podcast on any platforms you have. Uh, leave reviews. Subscribe on Twitter and follow, or not subscribe on Twitter. Subscribe on whatever platform you watch, whether it be. Uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever whatever you watch on, uh, feel free to subscribe to it. That way you know uh, whenever updates come out, new episodes, anything like that. And yeah, feel free to like, leave comments, leave reviews. I'm very interactive with any fans or listeners, followers, anything like that. Uh, I like to interact with everyone, so... Yeah, just share it around. Uh, hopefully, you know, we can throw together a winning streak here in the basketball. And uh, we'll keep an eye on other football news. Baseball's getting fired up, so we'll see what's going on there, too. Uh, and like I said, we'll see We'll see what happens. So, hope you all have a great day. Try to get some rest. Uh, catch up from your sleep from last night. And let's go Mountaineers. <laughs>